Startup is my new documentary film about a group of entrepreneurs and their teams working on artificial intelligence, drones, 3D printing, clean tech and biotech in Switzerland. I made this podcast to introduce the founders of the startups in the film. So these interviews took place behind the scenes and they won't be in the documentary. In this episode, I'm speaking with Samantha Anderson, co-founder of Deepoly. I'm Samantha Anderson, and I'm the CEO and co-founder of Deepoly. So we do chemical recycling of pet plastic, um, and we use the post-consumer pet waste. So, you know, empty bottles or containers that you wouldn't use or, or couldn't typically recycle. Um, and we break that down into its two main chemical components. Um, and then these chemicals um, are virgin quality, so they're the same ones that the petrochemistry or petrochemical industry can produce. Uh, and we give that back to industry so that they can make um, like 100%, for example, recycled bottles. Um, and this kind of helps close the loop on pet plastic recycling so we don't have to incinerate everything that we currently can't recycle. What was your journey like from academia into entrepreneurship? Um, so prior to starting my PhD, um, I always wanted to start a startup or get involved with a startup. So I actually, in my interview, I had even said that, like if there was a spinoff that emerged, I would like to be involved in it. Um, so I always had the idea that I wanted to go into industry, into a startup. And then during my time um, at my, during my PhD, um, I worked on a bunch of projects, but none of them were basically something that I thought could be carried through. And at one point uh, we were talking about like sustainability issues and these sort of things that are found in the world. And we figured that we would try and solve the, the plastic problem. So recycling pet plastic um, via chemical recycling. Uh, and it just, it took about six to nine months to figure out the conditions. And during this time, um, the other two co-founders, so Chris uh, and Bardia, um, we were talking about it, talking about a startup. If we could get this to work, would we do it? This, these sort of things. And then when we finally got it to work, um, we wrote a business plan and submitted that to Venture, which is a competition in Switzerland, uh, and it got accepted and we won. And that was kind of like the big push to, okay, we can make this work, we can make this go forward um, and, and, you know, get to the point where we are at now. And what was the experience like to found a startup out of a research project? Um, it's, a, it's a learning curve, for sure, because Everything that you're um, exposed to in academia is really tailored to whatever project you're trying to you're solve or whatever paper you're trying to put out. So you really don't think about things like, oh, is this chemical going to be good on like a one ton batch, for example? Or, or is this something that we could even make on a kilogram or a ton scale? Um, so it is a learning curve. And uh, thankfully, because our team is comprised of like chemists and chemical engineers, um, it was a really kind of natural conversation to have like, oh, we want to bring this from, you know, the, the 400 milligram scale that we originally did it on to like uh, a kilogram scale. And then, you know, Bardi would be like, yeah, you can't do it like that. You have to do it like this. So there was some learning curves, but we did the learning curves, I think, together, which was really um, good for our development. Um, and then from the business side, because we didn't have that background, uh, we really worked with a lot of coaches and a lot of people who can help us, um, can help direct us into, you know, the right frame of mind. Yes, your financials are good this way. No, don't do it this way. Uh, this is how you should do your funding rounds. Um, so we really relied on the community um, to help us fill in the gaps of the, the startup that we don't have. Uh, so like the business side and this sort of stuff. How was the experience founding your startup in Switzerland out of a Swiss university? 
So uh, EPFL has a really good startup community. Um, the Lausanne campus has a, a bigger startup community because it's got Innovation Park. Um, but I have, I'm friends with um, a few people from startups, so there it's really easy to talk to people about it and your concerns and you know get advice. Um, here in Valais, um, I know they don't have the same startup community because it is a newer campus, so it's developing. Um, but there's an a, a incubator called the Arc um, and Clean Tech Alps, and so we've been working with them a lot. And so they've kind of been that community to to help us grow. And then there are some other startups in the building as well. So we have you know talked to them about some some stuff and and this. So it's a smaller community, but it's still a strong community. Coming from Canada. Um, I don't know if I could have done it in Canada. I don't think, and so it just because I've never looked into the Canadian system enough. Um, I don't know if they have the same support as they do here in Switzerland. In Switzerland, um, I haven't really been to a school that's been, at least for EPFL, um, that's been very uh, startup motivated. Like they're super excited about, you know, startups coming out. They have their own innovation park um, and these sort of things. So I think. It really worked out well for us in Switzerland because all these grants were present that we were able to go further and explore. Um, I don't know in other countries if that would have been possible. Um, yeah, I think it would be, Canada is really big in, the, in, the, in that sense that I think it would be like university dependent, um, where this is almost like a country, a countrywide thing, so. Mm -hmm. And what challenges do you foresee of having your startup here? So uh, one thing will be scaling. Um, so we can put, for example, the one-ton plant somewhere in Switzerland, um, but at some point there's just not enough plastic in Switzerland for us to use. Uh, so we will have to leave Switzerland probably relatively fast, um, and then we'd probably go to the EU, um, for example, or other countries. Um, but I think that's kind of like the biggest challenge is the, because the pet, pet plastic is what runs our company in that sense. So we need to make sure we're where the feedstock is, um, which is, yeah. It can be here for a little bit, but at some point it's going to have to be elsewhere. When you think back at your beginning in the startup, um, what are the main changes? I mean, what has changed? Ooh, a lot. <laughs> um, we, we thought we had the process, for example, optimized. Um, but then as you start scaling and you start looking at numbers and costs, you really kind of see, okay, this is what I need to fix. This is what I need to fix. So I think we really went through that process. Um, and I think we are still even going through that process in a sense because you start looking at it from a point of view of like, okay, profit and loss and this sort of stuff. Um, I think we've grown a lot. And I think the company that we were a year ago is a different company than we are now. I think we're much more mature. We have a lot better views of ourselves and where we stand and what we're doing. Mm -hmm. And how did you go about learning the necessary skills um, to run and grow your startup? Uh, so for the skills, there were some courses um, through EPFL. So there's this CTI course. Um, we also did, because we're part of Venture Kick, they have these kicker camps. So it's like two days um, per, per, I guess, stage that you're in. And they just go through everything and they, they really say, you know, you need to do this and no, you're wrong. And they, there's kind of like a no BS approach to the whole thing, which was really nice. Um, and then there's also Venture Labs. We went through their... Um, I think it was the first one, which I think is business growth. I might have double checked that, but uh, we went through that as well. And that was, I think, five days of a whole intense day of like your pitch deck, what needs to be in your pitch deck, how you're pitching, um, you know, you're doing it too fast, you're doing it too slow, you're missing information. And they'll ask you questions that 
um, in all of these, they ask you questions that you probably don't see yourself because they're from like an outside point of view. So they give you that kind of like, oh shoot, I didn't think of it moments. Um, I mean, there's still lots to learn. I think it's going to be a never ending learning experience, which is the great thing about being an entrepreneur in a startup. Um, but we also have coaches who we talk to a lot about things that we think we're missing. Anytime we're maybe unsure or we need some advice, we always look for help um, because we want to make sure that we do the we do things right the first time and in six months we don't look back and go, oh shoot, we should have done it this way instead. How much of a motivation is it for you um, to work on recycling and sustainability? Yeah, so, um, so I guess kind of the motivation for all of us in that sense to like do the startup. As much as we were, I mean, we're all scientists, we wanted to do a startup because we're interested in, in like, you know, expanding and this sort of stuff. Um, there's a really big issue with plastic in the world. And there's a lot of companies out there that say they're going to do something and they don't. And some of this does come from, you know, when you're in a really big industrial setting, you can't just like flip the switch and change, right? Because you have your shareholders, you've got customers, you've got clients, you've got staff that you have to take care of and this sort of stuff. Um, and so we are seeing progress, um, but we are from some other sectors seeing people take, you know, maybe a step back. Um, depending on you know what the regulations are in these sort of things and, and the country and, and other factors. So for us, it was kind of like this situation where it's like, okay, if they're not going to do it fast enough, then let's do it first. Like let's, let's, be, the, let, let's be that company that's going to make that change um, and let's keep that you know, sustainable goal throughout the entire um, like framework of the country, company, right? Um, let's make sure that everything we do pushes towards that. Let's make sure that we address these problems. And hopefully we get to that global stage where we can, looking back at the end of the day, be like, yeah, we did make a difference. Um, we are going to leave the world in a better place for like future generations and this sort of stuff. What would you advise maybe other scientists who also want to start a company from their research? Um, I would tell them to first, um, A, look at the market. So it depends on what they're doing, um, which I mean, is a huge factor, but I would look at the market and make sure there's actually demand for whatever they're doing. Um, if they're doing organic chemistry and they're making like a drug, um, you know, who's your competition? What's the status of the market? Um, and these sort of things. Uh, if they're doing like an engineering scale up um, and they're doing a chemical engineering scale up, what are your chemicals? Um, are you using, for example, chlorinated solvents, which on a larger scale might be explosive or be super corrosive? Um, look at kind of all these factors, see what industry is doing, see where the markets are going, um, and then kind of make that decision. If you, if you get to that point where you see everything is good, then, then go for it. And then there's so much support out there. Um, there's tons of competitions in Switzerland, so you don't have to give equity away right away. Um, and there's competitions that help you write business plans. So just like get involved in the community right away and, and go from there. The only other thing that I would mention for anybody that is getting into a startup or looking to get into a startup um, is always keep a work-life balance. Um, going through academia, and those who have been in academia probably know that there is a, a strong burnout, um, but you can also have burnouts in startups because they do take a lot of your time. And it's, sometimes it's like a never-ending um, back to back to back to back to back. There's issues or grants or um, investors or shows or so you really need to take that time to sometimes just step back and relax. Um, and I think that helps and will help you have like a good view of the whole situation um, and also just not crash and burn. Okay. And, and how do you keep a good balance between your startup and your life? Yeah. So uh, we, uh, my husband and I have a dog. Um, so we do a lot of like hikes. 
Um, we'll go to the vineyards, we'll go to the forests um, and just, yeah, let her run around and just enjoy being outside away from like computers and um, emails and these sorts of things. Uh, also, there's like general activities, so skiing, um, running, um, anything that's kind of um, gets you to push yourself is, is helpful. That, that's for me. This could be for somebody else. Also, video games. It's <laughs> video games are fantastic if you just need to get some like stress out um, in a non-aggressive way because you had a bad day. Yeah. So find find that thing that works for you, and then and then make sure you keep it there. Don't lose those hobbies or those those fun things that you love. What dreams do you have for your future and for your startup? Um. So I guess short-term dream. Um, is that we can build our, our next milestone, so this one-ton plant that we're, we're trying to build. Um, I think that's my the short-term dream that I'm really kind of focusing on and trying to reach. For a long-term dream, if we can create like a worldwide company that has, um, like that really tackles the sustainability issue in the world and leaves an impact, but then also we make sure that our employees are like in a good shape um, they have good work-life balances and these sort of things, then I'll be, I'll be super happy. Startup and this podcast is produced by 8th Grade Story Driven Science and by me, Manuel Staggers. Startup is supported by the Gebert Riff Stiftung as part of the Scientainment program. Additional support from the Ernst Göhner Stiftung, Kulturwetzikon and the Canton of Valais. Visit the film website www.startup-documentary.com for more interviews like this one and for more information about the film, trailers and showtimes. <laughs>